Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Ramsey Rutschke, Riley Rutschke, and Sean Morris. What is up, podcast listeners? This is Riley, and I'm here with my brethren. How are we doing, Rams? What's going on? What in the actual fuck is that? <laughs> Dude, it was like a roulette reel. Raptor sword. Did you choose green, Ramsey? No, I, it's, it's okay, red, anyways, red and black. Anyways, it's like I see a real audible note, like notice noticeable thing. <laughs> that was a real fucking clusterfuck of a sentence there, huh? <laughs> All right, right, right let, me, let me try. It. <clears throat> Did you just have at, a stroke. I was laughing at Ramsey's thing. Oh, I thought you were You're saying like I had a dumb as shit, Riley. <laughs> you said green on a roulette table. <laughs> it's red and black, dumbass. No, there's green. Is there green? Yeah, that's like the best one. You if you get a green, it's like the, the most money. Oh, I guess we're the idiots. So. I don't know. Uh, there's like there's one green slot. I I'm, swear to God. I'm just gonna back on the fact that I've never seen a green roulette table. No, 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 it's not a green roulette table. There's one green slot on it. I swear. Look it up. Oh, we have to now. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are really gonna have to eat crow on this one. Here, yeah. while you guys are looking oh, that up, there is. It's a zero. Yeah, yeah, because I and I think it's worth way more money. Like if you land on it, like because it's like such a low like betting on green pays out either thirty five to one or seventeen to one. <laughs> yeah, that's so much. Damn. Because I think you you would pay two to one on every other slot, right? Really? How many times have you played roulette in Vegas? Uh, every time I've gone. <laughs> is it like? Do you like it? Uh, my favorite thing to do is like I walk when I walk in the door to whatever hotel I'd be staying at. Um. Go straight to the roulette table because that's gonna, in my opinion, that's how it like judges your weekend. And the last time I was in Vegas for the fights, um, I walked in, put a 20 on roulette, and won it like three times in a row. And I started out with like a free, like 120 bucks, really. I can tell you my first experience in Vegas. Um, we got to the hotel. Garrett had brought a large amount of, of crown, and we finished it within 45 minutes. Right. Standard standard procedure. Um, I, we walked out and made it. <coughs> we were right across from the MGM. Right. We made it to the corner across the street from the MGM. And as drunk as I was at this point, we ran into a dude with the three cups and the ball. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just had to play it. <laughs> I just, there was no backing out at this point. Ramsey, I feel like there's a common knowledge where you just don't And fuck I lost with the... $350 in the first hour that I was in Vegas. <laughs> there's common knowledge where you just don't fuck with the guy in the middle of the That's like the those alleyway. guys who dress up like Zach Galvanakis from The Hangover and like Elvis, where they're like, come up to you, and I don't know if any of them can speak English, but they'll like put their hand on your back and... Picture, picture, take a picture, and then you, you take a picture with them. Like, yeah, having a good time. It's like twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, <laughs> five hundred. That's actually funny. Sean, I have Sean, another. A, I have another story from there's Vegas. There's a cat in here. So get it. Off. We were all walking down uh, the strip or whatever, and there was these four people selling their mix CDs. 
And I had got them talked down to $7.50. Why did you need someone's mix CD? I, I, I'm too nice to tell people no sometimes. And I was just like, eh, whatever. So I gave them $7.50. Well, Garrett was in the uh, convenience store at the time buying a... Um, he was buying... I think he was getting beers because they're cheaper from the convenience store than like a bar or something. Didn't know this whole ordeal had gone on. Well, Garrett, this big, tall, white dude wearing a cowboy shirt, (laughs) walks out and the four people who had already dealt with the three of us that were out there surrounded Garrett. And I think he ended up paying like $25 for these for this mix cd and the whole time we're like trying to yell at him like garrett don't do it don't do it and uh ended up doing it and on the way home we were in the car because we drove down there and garrett's like hey throw this in here i want to see if these guys are fire or not <laughs> straight up a cd with nothing on uh, it that happened to me too my first time in vegas oh shiny were muted oh yeah, but that, that totally did happen to me the first time in Vegas. <laughs> Dude, you got to fall for it once. I think it'd be like better if like you told the story and it was like, I bought this mix CD and now it's the baby. I was actually Drake. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was okay. Not. How do we get on this Vegas tangent? That was a, quite the Vegas tangent. That was seriously. I, ha- I have to say what I was going to say, though. Do you guys know? It's And it's I swear that it was literally just like stepping into the studio last week for the first time. Recording with Zach, and it was like our demeanors changed. There's no, I don't see a single bit of nervousness between the three of us anymore. And it's like our voices sound different. They sound more intellectual. I don't know what happened. Well, this you know, is except for that minor stroke you had earlier. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the <laughs> Which one? audible. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, yeah, what yeah. is this episode? Ten. Ten. This is ten. This is ten. I was right, but I just put a question mark at the top of my notebook here, so I'm gonna. You were correct. I mean, it's hey. Is that you the consider- same episode that you wrote down last week? And that's as far as you go. <laughs> no, that wasn't actually on my notebook. This oh. is the. Uh, Technically, this would be the eleventh audio recording we post. Right, because we have the. But this is our. I feel like every time I ask, podcast. every single week I ask what episode we're on, we have the same exact talk. Where you guys yeah. go, you guys would say, "Oh, it's ten, but technically, <laughs> Waltant Chronicles number 11. Dude, I I feel bad Kinda because the other like night the problem just starts with you. Then Sean was wound up like a fucking like one of them little bat little when? wind up toys when we played poker the other night. Oh, he was fucking. He was full energy. And he wanted to do a wall tent chronicles. We never did. And I kind of wish we would have because it was about the time frame that you, we would have. You, you could have had your week off too. No, we would never do a week off. It's a bonus episode. You get it during the week. Yeah, maybe. But we're going to have to figure out what the hell we're going to do next week. That's true. Because, oh God, I just realized how, how are you going to do that? Ramsey and I leave Wednesday night. Have to do it. Somehow Tuesday we're going to have to record. And then what is uh, next week at after dark? Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. Do you and now, no, we'll get it. You got it. We could, can we do it Monday? Saturday. Is your mother available? Saturday. Oh, I'd love to interview Sean's mother. Don't bring my mom into this, guys. What do you guys feel about goatees? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I was looking at Sean's face and I said, That's a perfect face for a goatee. No, because he's kind of. I was looking at you and thinking the exact opposite. 
<laughs> well, can I at least defend myself? We gotta post the picture. Riley's gotta do the TikTok this week because he's everyone's oh, gotta yeah. realize. Well, well, obviously we haven't even obviously talked about it. The 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 I don't think we're gonna video record when it's just us three for for a short time until the studio is complete. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta get some different equipment and stuff to. Last week was super camera. important. That's why we pushed the whole recording and the whole new set. Like Zach was a very important guest to us, and I, you guys had a great time, right? Because oh, yeah. I sure did. That was one of the most fun I've had. On this set yet. Um, if you haven't listened to that podcast, make sure you go listen to episode nine. But um, where was I going with this? Oh, we really pressed hard to make that work. Oh, that was a that was we recorded Wednesday night the last week, correct? Right. And so it was. We worked here Saturday. Right. We mm-hmm. and and uh, we came Sunday, too. Because is that one? Is that one? Addison's here was last Sunday, or am I thinking of no? The this this days? was this was this last Sunday. Oh, but I might so essentially together. we worked Saturday, and then Sunday a little bit. Monday we were here till midnight. Tuesday we were here till definitely well past midnight. Oh, at least two or three in the morning. Yeah, and that was just getting backdrop. I mean, there's how, how did you handle your first um situation with intense Riley? When I was not going to give up the chair leg, the table legs. Is it part of the business? I personally didn't have a a better thought in my brain. So, you know, when you don't have something better, don't fucking talk. I think that... And personally, I didn't really care. Situations like that, I think, is proving time and time again that we picked the right group of guys to do the right thing with. Because if you guys can handle me at my most intense situations and I can handle you guys at your most. Like it just, I don't know. There's just oh, like, you haven't even begun to see intense. Rams. You, you just kind of sit like a, like a, I'm like, just here, man. Like, like a, like a bag of jelly. It I just don't, sits I don't do anything. I just come in here and no, talk. You don't. And then, and then. Well, and Why honestly, do you always undermine what you do? You're good. You did yeah, great talks with, with Zach last week. Nah, maybe. Yeah. You're good. 50%. Anyways, um, I give you my hundred fifty percent of the time. What were, we, what were, what were <laughs> well, basically say? what I was saying is like as far as the studio goes, I feel like the three of us, and even with Matt, like speaking about it before this actually the trigger was pulled on this. Yeah, I really feel like the biggest thing that probably could have helped us, but also couldn't have at the same time, would have been to actually have a plan on what we wanted it to look like. Yeah. I mean, as far as like the frame of it all, it it is what it is, and it is what it had to be. Ramsey, you know, that was loud. Relax Oops. over there. Sean's got good <laughs> things he's saying. Um, but as like far as like the aesthetics of this room, we just kind of went in dark, and we yeah. basically just got in here, did the basic stuff we had to do, framing sheetrock, you know, and then it was it, it kind of brings me back to like when we got the lighting situation take mm-hmm. care of we the three of us never talked about how and where we needed lighting and so no. it was honestly like it's been like that every step of the way since i think the 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 lighting mm-hmm. that it's like we come here to do something and then we're like wait a minute we actually have to put some like thought into how we want this to work and that was the same thing with our backdrop here 
was like we knew what we wanted. Mm-hmm. We knew we had what we needed. But how we wanted it to look, you know, all that stuff. Like it was – we definitely had like just split-second decisions that I feel like – I mean, I'm happy with them. Yeah. I know for sure. I have no complaints about what we've done this far. And like I said, I think for – we've known each other long enough. It, that doesn't need to be even talked about again. But to a point of new business partners, new employees, like we've never worked together. Worked together. I mean, I've worked with Ramsey or whatever. But to come to a point to where it seems like every situation that we're crossing, we're doing this together. And regardless of like how one person says or acts a certain way, like it's really flowing. And I think that this studio is a good example of three people that are working in tandem and to make a dream. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing that absolutely drives me nuts about this room. Yeah. And it's literally the only thing. Those three lights right there. The middle one is closer to the farthest one than it is the other one. Oh, we're just going to have to blame our electrician. Drives me nuts. But other than that, you I know, mean, you guys honestly, will never though, see it. Let's, so. I mean, I'm going to be honest here. It's like we schlepped this together in a matter of... Probably five working days. Yeah. Pretty much. Five because, full working days. Because uh, like a, a person could say, um, oh, man, if you guys really like give a shit about it, like it should have been done weeks ago. But it's like, fuck, dude, we're trying to like full-time ass jobs, trying to make, con- I mean, this, I say this over and over again. You guys are probably tired of me saying this, but like our shit really revolves around what we can make right. videos and audio recordings of like that's our product. And to, to fit all that in and then to fit this in and then to fit in relationships, like relationships are important. And if you start neglecting those, like you didn't get into business with us to neglect the most important things in your life. But we've all shown a point to where it's like, this is our child almost. And we want it to succeed. I don't know. I think it's working out perfectly. And I'm just, I, I wanted to talk about like, people don't really get to see the, the teamwork side of, how businesses come together, you know, I think there's a lot of like companies now where people go to work for a company and I deal with this at work too, where it's just like people are unhappy. People have different personalities. People are always conflicting and business partner, granted, uh, uh, people that have been in business together for 20 years could probably be listening to this and say, well, you haven't been doing this for 20 years. You never know. One guy might decide he wants something differently 10 years from now, but to start out this way, I think that, like, if you're a listener of this podcast, you can have full faith that we'll only continue to set the bar higher and higher and higher for the quality of the product that we make. For yeah, sure. I feel like uh, some people might take it as a bad thing. Some people might take it as what the fuck ever. But I feel like all of our major business decisions that we've made, which – at the at the birth of this isn't some serious business decisions, but as far as all the decisions we've made between the three of us and including Matt mm-hmm. has all been like mm-hmm. I not mean, a lot of thought. Seriously. And it's it's, it's people could take it back like I guarantee you if somebody listening to this that's you know done business for themselves for a lot of time, a long time is gonna be like But that's stupid. At but the, at the same time we would not be where we are right now had we not been that way. Like, as far as, like, the conversation we had with Matt about doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that was us after a recording at our old studio. We literally called him right there. Yes. And we're like, hey, what do you think about this? And he, he became uh, an inve- like a partner overnight, too. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. And he talks about this to me the other day. Is like, I feel bad that I'm not there because I don't feel like I've put the work in that you guys have put in. But I'm like, well, I mean, we understand. Like, you can't do much from fucking... But, 500 yeah. 600 miles away but his thing too was like um God, where was he going with this Somewhere. you guys have to take it over i can't remember <laughs> no but, but it's it makes i would say it makes a good overall like idea of how we're gonna run business you know and it makes it Kind of back to the the trap shooting thing that Riley was talking about is like if you think too much, it's it's like when you're not thinking and you're just making decisions based on your gut instinct, you're gonna do way better. You know, it, it seemed to work for us. Well, and I think that we also have three people that are like have strong personalities. So when you have something that you want, like you believe in, like you stand up for it, right? And right. like we're not going to have like uh, a company that we partner with walk all over us because we all we know what we want, and we're not going to. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you why could, should you, we change? You could talk about all aspects of this. It was like it's like every week for us has been like a different adventure, and you know, a lot of people would even probably say, Sean, you could agree, like. To start out making this a company right away. Some people may not have done that. And I guess the reason we did it was like, we can't start selling shit until we have our license to sell shit, you know? Right. And I think that, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing about opening a business is the the actual drive that the one person or the four people or the 10 people. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now have. you have something to hold you accountable. Right. Because I mean, like I was telling Ramsey tonight is like when I started my construction company i had 46 dollars to my name mm-hmm. and you know i mean it's not obviously a huge company but it's been sustaining me personally to live for three years now right and th- the same with this we i mean i don't know if you would you would call the the traditional route of starting a business is getting investors and doing all that stuff i don't know if if, if you'd call it like that you can but Obviously, we didn't do it that way, and if if the, if that is the traditional way, so we obviously did it some other way. But the fact is, did we have anything but the three of our bank accounts and the three of our minds mm-hmm. that built this? And I mean, we're nowhere near anywhere special and where we want to be. Because right. I mean, obviously, you set big goals when you start a business, yeah, and you want to reach those. But I feel like. In the short, exactly almost two months tomorrow of our first release ever. Yeah. That the the movements that we've done as Bull Mountain Brothers since then is astronomical. Could you agree to the statement, you two? We couldn't have done any more than we've done without all of us or one to two of us quitting our full-time jobs. At this point, do you think you could have put in any more effort than you have at this point? I 
probably have some more video editing done, but that's about it. It's here or there. I mean, at the end of the day, like what I like and appreciate about this, I've gone into to business adventures with people before and they haven't panned out because either one person has all the energy and the other person wants it to be more of a hobby or they don't understand business or this or that or this or that. Cause I've started LLCs. I've started, I've tried things. Right. And this is the one time in my life where, and I don't know about you guys, but I've always wanted to be self-sufficient. I, I don't want to spend my whole life um, earning a paycheck to fund someone else's dreams, right? And so this has always been, you know, not even just this media company, becoming self-sufficient, having my own entrepreneur business and working with people to do it has been a dream of mine. And not once since until I met. Well, obviously, Ramsey and I have known each other for a bit, but... 23 uh, years. (laughs) uh, Three people that flowed so well together, and all we all have effort that we put into it. So it's like, if one person starts, like, getting tired or, like, you know, the other two pick him up with another idea and with another idea, and we always engage. It's like, we all have the same idea where we want this to go, and it's just a matter of getting there. Yeah. I, but and I hate to um do you know that we can hear that on the mic, right? I'm taking all these pictures. Um I hate to say a, a story, Matt's story without him being here. Um but I'll tell you a little snippet of something he told me the other day. And this kind of I think this lies around the same like mentality of how we go about cuz you know, you could start a business, you could do it in your free time. It could take 10 years to get to the point where we're at right now. Or you can go into it and say, you know what? If I got to stay up till three o'clock tonight editing to get a good quality shit out for people to listen to, and a little bit of that, I think that's the mentality we have is like, if I got to, if I got to get two hours of sleep today, like I'm going to grind till this is done. Right. And so this is kind of like Matt's story about relating to how I think we all think about this company. He was telling me that he started his trucking company with two partners back in. 2008 or something like that. And there was a point where he was doing a ton of work. And that's when the Bakken boom happened. And he got to a point in his life to where he decided he needed to up his game in this company or die. And like I said, he can definitely tell this better. I'm just telling him how it was told to me. Um, And he, I think he said something along the lines of, he went 472 days without sleeping in his own bed at home and not sleeping more than like three hours at a time to get to the point where he was to feed his kids. They were so broke to feed his kids. They were eating pancake mix from the dollar store and bread and stuff like that just to feed everybody to within like a couple of years, he was making half a million dollar weeks. You know what I mean? And that's the American dream. Like that's, that to me is where hard work and dedication and something like a lot of people will get on the computer and make a podcast. Like it has, it could be super easy. And I remember Ramsey telling me the other day that he had a critic when we first decided to come up with this idea a year ago that it was like, well, why do you have why like you're stupid for making a spending money on a set and mics and all this stuff. Um, when you could literally just record into the computer screen. And for us all along, it's like, yeah, everybody does that though. We don't want to be everybody. We want to be the best us we can be. And this is us. 
So, um, I don't know. I guess that was just kind of our 10th episode talk about, um, Kind of like a milestone thing. Yeah. I mean, like, it's very little, you know, but, but every little victory for us is as a step towards something greater, wouldn't you say? I would totally agree with that. And I just feel like Bull Mountain Brothers has, like, it's changed sceneries. It's changed, it's changed business mottos. It's changed our personal lives. Reco- I mean, it's recording locations 11 times. And yeah. it's like overcome and adapt is always that, you know, yeah. big, you know, staple that a lot of people that, you know, are serious about something they say. And it's like, I feel like we've done that tenfold, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's, a, it's definitely because like, I would say the three of us are, our ideas behind Bow Mountain brothers are relaxed enough that we could record this in a fucking McDonald's in fucking Detroit. <laughs> yeah, at 7 o'clock in the morning and then drive to work. Exactly. And it's like... Like the it, actual podcast itself, like us making talking to you right now is to a point where we have... We were, this is why we started a podcast. We were blessed with so many hobbies and so many friends and so many wonderful things in our lives to share that like the talking part is really... One percent of the difficulty of what we do anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. This is the easy stuff. This is the lax work. That's almost the fun stuff anymore. Like to oh, yeah. to get off of work and to come down. Like when I first get in here, like so I was saying, I'm like, I'm dragging ass a little. This like February's getting a little, <laughs> getting a little tiring. But once we're here, it's like, man, this is. I, I wish I could do this for the rest of my life. I don't. I know this is probably the podcast itself is probably not sustainable. Things change over time. There'll be a different media thing that comes out, and we'll hopefully adapt. And go into that next media thing. I think that's our strongest. Unless Russia takes over the world and we start speaking <laughs> Russian, I don't know. And I mean, as like far as like our, our Ramsey was saying, as our level eleven studio locations, it's like we've recorded at the foothills of the Bull Mounds. Yeah, we've recorded on a kitchen counter, hot tub. We've recorded at a hot tub. We've recorded on a poker table. Um, recorded on three different tables in this room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's next? I, I, hopefully <laughs> a permanent table. Hopefully this stays for a bit. But also, like, you guys have to be excited for the opportunity to to go mobile sometimes and go to places like lodges and shit. Oh, and for like sure. Sit. And that's I, why that, that circles back to the whole why do we buy so much equipment stuff. Like, I, I went and purchased lapel mics. So, like, we can give you guys some super good video and stuff when we're hunting. Or riding around in the ranger in the hills, actually hunting, you know, yeah. hiking. hunting, hiking, camping, whatever. You know, we can we can record a podcast right there straight to the goddamn camera if we wanted to. And it's funny because, like, I think that's an idea that you have. Like, like I think that we – it's weird sometimes. Like, we'll be dreaming of the same thing because Matt came the other day and it's, like, something we had talked about months ago where he's like, what if we just, like, we're at – out hunting one day and like want to do a podcast after dinner. At the oh, lunch. we've I'm for like, sure talked about that. And like, and like uh, maybe have a, um, cause Matt is, is, uh, our other partner and his father are the outfitters that I work for. Right. Um, he's like, well, we'll have a client on there if he wants to. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't care. As long as people sign it. a release and want to do it. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, let's talk to everybody. Everyone has an awesome story, man. Even, oh, yeah. even the boring people in this life have some, something crazy that happened to yeah, them. Yeah. I mean, we have Sean. 
<laughs> Am I the boring one? No. I no, it's agree. me. It's 100% me. You think so? Oh, yeah. Why do you say that? I don't talk very much. Okay, not boring. I'm just, I keep to myself pretty good. I mean, I probably, I probably say one word to each of your guys is three, but. Well, the thing is, is I feel like Riley and I get off on tangents like. 100%. Very, very <laughs> We need you to realize. The thing that out. I've noticed, though, is like, I'll start you on the tangent and then I'll just sit back and you two will just go off about it for like. Well, five to ten minutes. I mean, legitimately, ten minutes ago, you were just sitting there fucking around with the camera while Riley and I were just yeah, you were taking pictures. We were just you sitting the, for the for the people out there that were not recording uh, audio or video right now. Ramsey was just taking pictures of us at this table because he's trying to get a picture of me to send to Matt. Oh no, that's not why. I just I want to get some some hot takes in the moment. Side by side, stuff. next Instagram post. <laughs> celebrity lookalikes <laughs> okay can i like i said it was a Sarah, can i defend myself please no 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 not, because, not here not now this is not a safe place for you really i was going, we will tear you to shreds i was on i was trying to make a low-cut beard i look i feel like i pull off because my beard is not full in the cheeks as i like it when i close when i close shave it i like it better and I was ready to do that because even though it's negative 30 outside right now, next week's probably, this is probably the last cold spell we have, I would think. Once it starts warming up, Raya likes to shed off a little bit of fur. Well, um, shaves his toes. See, I didn't, see, I've been lucky, bro. I don't have like finger finger hair, toe hair. Yeah. I don't really have body hair. Coming from the guy that's a walking carpet. <laughs> Shag carpet, dude. Um, so oh I was shaving and. My girlfriend comes in and she's like, hey, it looks uneven on the one side. So I don't know what the hell I did because I had a, what do you even call that? Because my, my razor is really sick. It's got a dial on it and you put that cover on it, the guard, is that what it's called? Sure. And then you just, you have 10 settings. I had it on four and somehow I like turned it just right and it completely just shaved a line off. So I was bald. Like I was like, well, I have to shave into a goatee now. And I knew you guys were going to talk shit the second I walked in here. Did he like, he like walked, because I was sitting in the living room watching TV and he like, because the bathroom door, you have to like walk out into the living room and then go to his bedroom. And he like ran in there really quick. I was like, what the hell are you doing? And he like peeks around the corner and he has a goatee. I was like, oh, Chum Lee. <laughs> and right there, he's just defeated. So I've kind of accepted the fact in 2022 that I've let myself go more than I have in my like we this whole last podcast last week was just basically talked about what the hell we've got going on and if you're gonna be on video and recording and shit you can't be afraid that your friends and shit hear that you've turned into a fat piece of shit right so I'm understanding that my face is a little fuller than it has been right but I've never understood why the fuck Matt and his cousin have called me Chum Lee for the last four years. <laughs> Because I have some discrepancies here. First of all, you know, hang on, hang on. Sorry. Do you know that videos where people are like, "What celebrity do I look like?" and it scrolls through. <laughs> totally pick up Chumley. First of all, there will be an Instagram. Chumley post. has long hair, correct? But it's long balding hair. Just don't even start. With- <laughs> it's receding hair. You're not line. helping your case in It's here. receding hair. Uh, by the way, uh, first ad read keeps. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, his, his is a receding hairline. Mine is a thinning. Okay, it's different. 
Our hair does not look the same. You're and right. now thinning and receding are not the same thing. I have a fade. Oh, you do? Yes. He does Take, not. Pull your hat back. I want to see your hairline. The top of your your whatever the heck they call that top. The the peak. I have a decent hairline. Wouldn't you say? Oh, that forehead though. Well, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude, All it's right. so crazy. All right, though, no, 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 like... no, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. Let me put my headset back on here. Now, also, if I you were to look at genetics. if you were look at if you were to look at Chumley, he has a different style goatee. It's small and thin. I have more of a Harley rider biker like thick Hulk goatee. Hogan. Yes, like Hulk Hogan if, had a mustache. Post, but if I was WWE, to, if I was Hulk to Hogan. shave, uh, let me think of something. I have a Julian goatee from from. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I kind of actually look Wait, like? Go back, go back. You know, in that picture, that really awful picture you took of me. I look like the guy from Jurassic Park that drops the thing when he gets like sprayed in the eyes. Dennis, dude. Dennis, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, yeah. Hang on. No, no, no. But <laughs> I have a Julian goatee. Could you? You know what I'm talking about from Pilot Trek yeah. Boys? He's got the big, thick, like with a V kind of deal. Chum Lee has a chin hair, right? And Chim- Chum Lee was also fatter than I am right now. Now that he's skinny, it's different. But Matt and, and Corey have been going on for this for four years now, and I. I looked nothing like him when they started saying this. And now I, the goatee was a little too close to for comfort. Really? They're not the first people they compare you to Chumley. Who was? I, I don't remember, but it's been kind of a... I'm always the butt of these like comparison jokes. I remember when I was a sophomore in high school, and these guys used to call me fucking Adam Richmond. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. They called me the Man, Man vs. Food. <laughs> like, you gotta shit me, bro. No, dude. I, I got you... I just had a thought pop into my head. I know exactly who you look like. I hope this isn't worse. I don't think it's worse. Eh. See, this is what's going to be great when the studio is complete because Ramsey can just pull this shit up on the TV <laughs> and people can get these visuals. You definitely have more of a Gabe Rygard thing going on. I fuck with Gabe Rygard. He's a tough son of a bitch. He's dead. Oh, he's the one that died, huh? Yeah. His dad lived. His he, dad he was got in a car wreck or something. I think it a logging accident. Like it rolled down the... I don't know. Regardless. I'll take I'll take that. So now that I just keep exposing myself on this podcast, <laughs> what was your guys's reaction to the aftermath? Actually, there really has been no aftermath because we haven't like gone bananas on posting about it yet because you haven't finished the video yet. But what's your guys's reaction after having Zach on as our first interview last week? I. I have gotten a lot of feedback of that was probably our best episode so far. And I would tend to agree. Yeah, I would too. I got this. And this is kind of ties along with like where this whole conversation started. Um, we can. Uh, what the hell is going on? The cat is back in here and it made me pause. Um, anyways, what. What I'm getting at is I had the feedback from a couple of people where it was like, you guys sounded like, like this guest brought you guys better flow. I think we were just like, definitely more like we need to be, we need to sound good and we need to sound smart. Right. Cause like as, as popular and as trendy as he is right now. Right. Like, it could take off 
and I, I wanted to relay the fact that like, we're not just a bunch of yahoos doing the podcast. Like right. we're intelligent. Well, that was never our, our intent to have Zach on here was never to like blow. No, up. absolutely. Not. It was always like, he, he has a very similar story to what we're falling. Like, you and what I we're are struggling what we're with right now. You and, well, you and I, because a lot of people, here's my, and I think a problem that I have still at 26 is like, I still care what people think about me, which is like so stupid to say out loud. But like, I always have this image of like us being on this podcast and like people that I know that I grew up with and like people that are big hunters right now. And stuff like that. I always imagine them just talking mad shit about like how could these two six foot three hundred pound guys be such good hunters and whatnot. And it's like because you have like what we have to compare our stuff against is like Steve Ranella, Remy Warren, um, Eric Chesser, all these guys that are super fit and like. But I think what we have that we bring to the table is like, dude, check us. Me and Ramsey are probably going to be the first outdoor media company that you can follow a fucking weight loss journey on too. Like we're literally losing weight at this point in our lives to be as fit as we possibly can to bring the best quality content we can during the hunting season. Like that's how I look at things. Oh, for sure. Of course. Like I also don't want to die when I'm 40, but, <laughs> but I mean, there comes to the point where it's like, you know, that's what I'd like to say is like, if you guys doubt our abilities, first of all, I've been hunting since I was, for 15 years before I, you know, I know we know we've done this. Like we're just as good as you guys. We're just fat. I mean, <laughs> uh, and when we're not fat, we're going to be even better. And I, I think the, the different uh, perspective is what sets us apart. Right. You know, like we're not these, I mean, we are these hardcore, like that's what we live to do is hunt. But right. at the same time, it's like, we're not I'm not pressuring you to be the best like like if you're, you're gonna come hunting with us you gotta but hike 30 miles um you gotta do everything hardcore like our thing is like as long as we have like we want you to come with like whoever you are this is so like what's the word I'm trying to say here broad generic mm -hmm. but we want people to hunt like we i don't know if people realize this but the hunting population dwindles every day and, you, and it doesn't seem like it because what was that trivia question how many americans it's like it was like half of like what it was in 1960 yeah, was or whatever five like percent or something like that? yeah and what what people don't realize like yeah would it be nice to be the only one in montana hunting in montana <laughs> sure yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah but it's not possible what you have is a bunch of people that pay the state to allow us all to have. That's why I, I believe that guiding is a good thing for Montana. And a lot of people don't understand that they get mad. Cause they're like, Oh, these guys take up all the hunting opportunities and stuff. And yeah, I mean, as a person that public land hunted most of his life and some private, like outfitters do have an advantage that the rest of us don't. But at the end of the day, if it wasn't for outfitters and out of state hunters, you know, well, first of all, if it wasn't for out of, you know, um, outfitters, out-of-state hunters would be just like they're ruining the brakes right now, running all over, not following the rules, tearing up all of our stuff. At least outfitters can keep them contained and 
you know. I think overall for Montana is like a herd management thing. I think. Yeah, I mean, look how many people hunt in the state right now, and the elk population is still way overpopulated. Exactly. I think what people see is like social media is so prevalent that you're seeing people hunt. And don't get me wrong. When you go to the public land spots, like where you guys go, or and I've gone with you guys over by White Sulphur, um, it's it does suck to walk through a grove of trees and there's a dude standing there, or, or you know be, I mean? you know, bugling in archery season, and then you're you bugling bugle with, and you're like, dude, I had this dude human. so convinced that I was a bull this year. Really? Oh yeah, we were sitting in this little field, and I'm just ripping bugles, and he would cow call. And I'd wait a little bit, and I'd bugle, and pretty soon this dude walks through, and at this point, full draw. At this point, I'd already figured out it was a dude, right? And I'm just like standing in the open, like he could see me, and he sees me, and I'm pretty sure I seen him mouth the words, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, and he took off in a different direction. But I was like, "Dude, that sucks, though. That does generally." And I, but the the conversations that happen from that, right? They're never. I won't say never, but they're mostly positive. The same thing that happened to us when we were when we were going into that spot on the lower side, and a truck was behind us when we got there, and we went in all day and then came out. Those guys were coming out at the same time. We had a great conversation when the guys were like, "Oh yeah, we lost our phone, you know, somewhere out there. Did you guys see it? No." And we're like, "Do you guys need help finding it? You know, like we'll go with you. It's getting dark." We'll throw headlamps on. And, and Sean could have gone with you because I was not about to hike up that motherfucker again. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, as far as, like, the camaraderie, the, like, total if you run stranger into the, hunters if have If you run together. into the right people. Right. No, that yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. It's like, I, I've ran in the opposite, so it was, it was pretty funny. One of my good friends, he is working in Utah right now. And so his company gave him a truck with Utah plates on it. And we went in up up into this spot and didn't see anything. And is is actually that same time that we called in the dude. Um, well, we come back out and the dude. It was the dude that I had called in. Okay. He was standing there because they had their their camper there, and and we had parked not necessarily in front of a road closed gate, but kind of to the side. And he's like you guys must not be from around here. And me just being the jackass that I am, I was like, because I knew he had Utah plates. I was like, nope. And he's like, well, just so you know, you can't, it's a $5,000 fine if you park in front of a gate. And I'm like thinking about it. I was like, this dude is just pissed off because he thought there was a bull and there wasn't. Right. And he comes back and there's an out-of-state plate there. Meanwhile, there was four of us, every single one of us born and raised in Montana. Right, like down the road from in Montana. Exactly. And I was just like, I looked up his plate and he's from like, oh, where the hell? like Haver. And I'm like, dude, I literally live closer to here than you do. Right. And I just, it kind of, at that moment, I kind of understood what like out of state hunters go to, like automatically the in state people are just pissed off because you're there. Well, and, yeah. you, and you can't. We, I mean, we can't fall short of that either because, I mean, you have, I, you and I have definitely done that too before where we're driving around the mountains and we see a plate where we're like, yeah, get the, what the yeah, fucking out of state. It's like Colorado and you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? I, I think that there's a point of it where it's just like, it feels like someone's stepping in your backyard kind of like yeah, trespassing. Well, it's your land. You know what right. I mean? But at the same time, like that guy paid 
four times as much yeah, to be I, there. That's what I'm getting at. Is here is like, I think that social media shows a lot of people hunting, and people are seeing a lot of people because people just aren't like driving around in trucks anymore and driving around in ATVs and hunting. Like people are learning from, like they're you know a lot of people's idols like the meat eater guys and all those guys, like how to get out and actually like hunt like hunters. People are, I think are just learning how to hunt better. In my opinion, that's what I see. Well, like even like on Meteor, you've seen it before where Renell has done the the um, public land hunts. Right. And and he, like the one he did in Montana, ran into it, you know, another bunch of dudes wearing orange in rifle season hunting for elk. And he's yeah. like, this is public land hunting in Montana. And I'm, I mean, I'm not saying it's not the same in Utah, Oregon, Idaho, Colorado, but I mean... It's one of those things where it's like you're always evolving as a hunter. You know, right. you don't like it's it's just another step to get over mentally. But I know there is days for guys where they're just like they walk into a drainage and there's a dude and they walk into this and there's a dude and you're just like I, I know it gets frustrating. We Ramsey and I ran into that a couple times this year, actually. I believe it. But like I guess to kind of tie this all together, is like what we kind of stand for is like we think that everyone should have a right. Like we, everyone join. Like we're chill because we think that everyone, like we, we, we need hunters. We need youth hunters. We need middle-aged hunters. We need elderly hunters because without the community, there is no hunting. There's, there's no one hunter that has rights that preside over another hunter. Yeah. No. Everyone is equal in the hunting game. But what sucks for a lot of people is there's some situations to where, um, you don't get it's just like anything in life. You didn't catch a good break. You didn't get a good private land private land spot. You didn't get this and you didn't get that. You make minimum wage so you can't drive across the state to hike into the mills. Like I, I get it. And a lot of people want to be able to just go 20 minutes out of Billings and shoot an elk. Like I know that that's what a lot of people wish they could do, and that's why people get frustrated. But sometimes you're not blessed that way. And my argument for you, that person would be have you tried to develop relationships with people? You know what drives that though? exactly what you're saying about people that wish they could do that Mm -hmm. passion for the hobby right the only thing that's going to keep you from mile two for to mile 18 is how much passion you have for what you're doing so to counter off of your statement there would you say that a lot of people that are heavily into complaint about not being able to find hunting spots and like every all the good hunting spots are for outfitters and private land hunters and stuff are the same people that hunting is like a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth hobby of theirs. It's not their direct thing that they put all their effort into. I, would I, say, I wouldn't say the entire majority, but it's a vast majority. I guarantee you the people that would say that are the type of people that have hunted a public land spot for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And they called it their secret spot. And then more and more people. I mean, that goes with everywhere. More and more people. Find the spot. You well, know, whatever. Huge, huge changes the game recently. Onyx. Yeah. That has changed I, so many good hunting Onyx spots. has been the best thing to happen to, to outdoorsmen. For and sure. it's also been, it's the double-edged sword, dude. Oh, You're yeah. stabbing yourself and stabbing others at the same time. Because there was a time where, ooh, is that is that a place I can go, go right. step over this fence? or And, you know, and you, you know, most of us just erred on the side of... Well, we would look up state land maps. We would go, you and I would go to um, the government website. The gov- or not, before websites, we would get maps for oh, yeah. areas around town, right. you know, the old school way. Um, I don't know. 
Well, and a lot of like, like as far as like the spot that I would hit in Western Montana when I, because when I first got into hunting, I I didn't have Onyx or any of that. Right. I was mainly going off of, um, old boys that I knew that hunted in that area forever. Um, that like they essentially would just you know you'd show up and they you'd go see them and they tell you no like this you can't go on that blah blah blah, but like realistically the state of Montana. As far as like their public land areas, they slap you in the face with where you can hunt and where you can't in that spot. Right. There is signs. Like when people, like if somebody goes in somewhere and does something illegal, shoots, gets caught, and they go, oh, I didn't see a sign. That's bullshit. Because majority of the entrances, fence crossings, whatever, yeah, are marked. Right. And it's, I guess... For a new hunter, it might not be common knowledge, you know, to see what, like, the orange means right. on on trees or fences or, you know, like, the different colors and the different markings. But to back to what you were saying, though, about the, those people, it's – I feel like those people that complain about all the like, outfitters and other hunters, mm-hmm. their whole life's complaining. Could be. They you're, don't, probably, you're probably right. They they don't adapt. Right. And they just, they, they how, choose. How many times have we, even in the short time that we've been hunting together, five, four or five years, whatever it's been, have we had to adapt every time we have a situation? All the time. Even with me, as a guide, that gets the luxury of being around these awesome animals and stuff, I have to adapt every year. Not every year can I go out there and do, like, it, I can't do the things I want to do sometimes. Um it's just like our property by the town. Like hunting is all about adapting. It's all about changing your strategy. And I think like a big point that I would make is like, if you, if you think that you have been shut down completely by every landowner that you, I guarantee you there's not, there's not more than half a percent of people that have spent a whole weekend going door to door asking to hunt for the next season. No. And of those people, have you offered them a service of yours? No. You know, I'm lucky enough to a point where I learned how to become a mechanic, okay? And I'm a, I'm a small engine mechanic. And what it's allowed me to do is work in a, a state where agriculture is heavily dominated by using this kind of equipment. And I've done things for farmers and ranchers, like stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning fixing their stuff so they could... They could run cows and stuff the next day to develop relationships. And it's taken years to develop relationships to a point where they're like, hey, you're a hunter, right? Would you like to come out? And I, I, I honestly feel like a lot of like general public land hunters don't. I feel as far as their like attitudes, I feel like they're like, I can't go ask this guy. Like, because that's they're, just how they they're are. They're going to say no. Yeah. Like right. that's. But at the same time, I feel the same way because it's like I – I mean, essentially you too gave me the luxury of being able to um, walk private land. I've never had that before. But you gave us the luxury of proving to us that you would res- you would respect the land. You would respect when we told you not to tell people where you're at right. just based off of landowner preference because he doesn't want 1,000 people walking up to his, his front porch asking right. him to hunt every day, which – you have to understand. Yeah. You did us a service. So we're going to, you know, and we like to bring people with. So. Yeah. And I, yeah, mean, I get tired of staring at Chumley. 
<laughs> but I mean, like, as far as like, because the first two years I hunted, I was a one hundred percent through and through public land hunter because I never had opportunities. Right, and I would say my attitude was more or less that I didn't want to give myself the opportunities to hunt private, which I feel like a lot of guys that you know are they're shy's the wrong word, but. It, if if the thesaurus could get broken out and figure out you know like a synonym of what I'm trying to say, is that word timid in there? Yeah, something. I mean, along those lines, it's like that's how they live their life. And me, five years ago, walking up to knock on somebody's door wearing full camo and orange, yeah. be like, "Hey, can I walk across your place?" Never would have happened. Right. And I I get it. It's because it's. I mean, I, do you know how many landowners though I've had dealt with really shitty people that have like come on their land, drove all over? How their many shit. times me and Riley have caught poachers yeah, on land? Poaching think about it. Like, think about it from the landowner's side too. Like your land at your home, if it was full of four hundred inch bull elk, somebody walked on, not walked up to your house and asked, "Can I hunt here?" First thought in your head is, "Get the fuck off my." property is that your first thought if you're the landowner no I'm, I'm saying the very first thing that pops in your head is that as you think that they're going to say that no you you think that to yourself but at the same time depending on how you are as a person you're going to be like well you know like i'll think about it blah, blah, blah. what i'm saying is is what you're saying about people ruining it is scabs run whatever industry that it is mm-hmm. scabs run the mechanic industry they make bad names for everyone that is good right scabs from the construction industry idiots that do private land hunting ruin it for everyone else mm-hmm. it's it's an it's an unforgettable cycle that'll never end and so that's yeah. the problem one of, you- one of the properties that actually where me and riley both shot our first deer on um they went to they they took it off of block management because the way their property is, is there's a main road that runs right through the middle of it. And the landowner at the time was 95, 96 years old. He couldn't be out there watching stuff and people were driving on the property and making ruts. And cause at 95 years old, he was still checking cows every day. Right. And Many times they'd have to go get him unstuck because people would make ruts and he's driving this, you know, this little not full-size pickup. They'd have to go get him unstuck. And, you know, who who knows, you know, if he doesn't have cell service, can't call somebody, who knows how long he's going to be out there. Right. You know, us being in the situations we've been in, we can see it from both perspectives. I think that's our best attribute is... That we've been involved in so many different types of hunting situations yep. that not everyone's involved in. That people we have, have a perspective trouble. of all of it. Because people have trouble adapting. There's yeah. a lot of people that hate outfitters that have no idea what they go through yeah. to hunt. But there is some outfitters out there that will that, oh, yeah, that make a bad thing, name. Same thing that Sean was saying. Scabs, like you were saying. Yeah. Like there is outfitters out there that will go around and brag about the shit they're doing and not see this is what I really enjoy about the people I work for is they take kids out you know um you know they're 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 not completely shutting people off right of course they have to make their money but they are good people 
And in the right situations, you know, I don't know. I, I know there's outfitters out there like they'll go into a bar one day. Be like, yeah, I just had seven 400-inch bulls. I had 10 clients take every single one of them. And uh, it was just awesome. And you, know, you guys are pretty lame for not being able to hunt that kind of thing. I think uh, uh, a lot of it is people remember people remember the bad yeah. better than the good. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. You remember your, 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 negative moments. your negative moments better than you... Positive. Sometimes better than you remember your positive moments. And, Which, I, and they always, it's like, it's like a bleeding mental game, I feel like, because if anything that I look back on that I did positively is nowhere near as permanent stuck in my brain as, as the things I did bad. And it's, right. that's the problem is when like people, the, I would, I would call it a group, a demographic of people that share that mentality that you were saying about how guides ruin everything. Mm -hmm. You know, public land isn't what it used to be. Private land hunters are, you know, snobs. It's the same group of people that they choose to be angry about it instead of change. Yeah, instead of finding and adapting to maybe become into a position... Do you, do you, when every time that you get to go on a different private land property, do you think it's like kind of a, a blessing? Like, do you treat it like that? Do you treat it like this is and like, this is a huge opportunity for me. I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to be very grateful of this opportunity because uh, it might, it might not come twice. The first, I'm going to be honest. The first time that I ever went on a private property was here. Okay. With you guys. And it was almost like I was walking through somebody's house with uh with shoes on mm-hmm. and i walked in the door and i took them off immediately that's how i that's how yeah. honestly my mentality was walking through that through that property i mean right. it was it, it, tread lightly you, you in my in my experience i have based my decisions off like if i do this or if i do this which one will get me to continue hunting here and that's right. how i based my decisions on how i acted do more that's how I always look at it. Do more for them and than leave and ever leave a place better you. than you found it. How many times have we been driving down the road or something on on private land and there's a piece of garbage and I, I made us stop the ranger and got out and picked it up. So yeah. funny, f- funny they bring that up because I'm a pretty big stickler about this, but my brother is huge on it. Whenever we're on a put, like a lake. And we're cruising in a boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do it to a point. My brother takes it to the next level. He's the type of guy that we're cruising on a lake, and he's got a freaking eagle eye for a piece of garbage floating 900 yards away from us. Right. And he'll turn the fucking boat, and we'll go there, and somebody gets on the edge and picks it up. That's the type of stuff that will keep public land where it is in Montana. And I, f- I, I want to feel like the majority of hunters have that mentality. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the negative impact from the people that don't is a lot worse than the positive. And the negative people are probably a lot more vocal too. It, and that's the thing. It's the negative impact you do to a public land is does tenfold indifference on what you do to pick up that piece of garbage. Yeah. Like guys that we've ran into at our spot west of here that shoot something and it's on national and they drive their truck 
down through to where they shot that animal because they can get to it and load it up that way. Yeah, to them, it's... You can see... In, I mean, obviously, it's a completely wrong mindset, but you can see in, in their mind, yeah, that makes it easier on me if I'm in and out really quick. What are some tire marks going to do? So let me counter this statement you're sorry with, and I want to get your opinion on this, Sean. Um, my good friend Josh was telling me a story about this, and this is where I get an understanding... Of like how it could be frustrating because there are guys out there like we're talking about right now that ruin situations for others, and so Josh was up where they were elk hunting, archery hunting this year. Did I say that right? Archery hunting. Holy mm-hmm. cow! I just had a stroke. Um, That's number three. Yeah, That's number three. Keeping a tally. Over we're there. we're one mini stroke away from you guys. Gonna have to take me to the ER. <laughs> um, we'll get but some pictures. The story he was at the ER. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Someone just end this podcast tonight. Um, What's the dad's name? Rick? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Ramsey was already talking shit last night. He's like, he's like, Riley, you uh, you have anything to pawn tonight? I was like, I was like, well, do I be an asshole or do I just play along? I was like, well, let me go ask Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, this is how I get a different perspective on stuff too. Is they went to the spot and there's a certain area where like Josh is fully aware of where the elk are going to be, and it's like a seven mile in hike, right? So they do this whole seven mile in hike, and here you go. He said the plates that came out of there, they're like Colorado or Utah. Guys driving in through the logging roads that you're not supposed to drive in on and ruining the hunt for them that they just spent packing their ass off seven miles to get to. And I could see how that could be absolutely intensely. Ang- I, 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 there's a fourth stroke. Um, <laughs> what am I trying? Uh, basically, like a really sh- shitty situation. I would be pissed. That would suck to do all that effort to have these guys drive in illegally on the roads you're not supposed to be on, to jump ahead of these guys that have busted their ass. And that's where I, I get a second opinion on this, and I understand. But like my point, and what you were, we're all trying to wrap up here, is there's the small few that will ruin it. For the majority, and some of the small few give a bad name for public or private landowners, yeah. out-of-staters, negative effects, outfitters are worse than. And our opinion tonight is, positive. we all need each other. If we want to be able hunting in 10, 15, 20 years, and we want our kids to be able to hunt, like this, this is the community that we need, and we need to work together, right? Now, a whole another tangent is our state's fish, wildlife, and parks decision on elk management, which we will talk. I can't get on a tangent right now because I don't want to be angry tonight. So instead, that was a great little section we just talked about. That was a recap slash But are you guys ready slash. to get back into a couple segments, a little challenges? I, I think so. You guys ready? I think so. Really I know good. Sean's been missing this trivia. I have been. I really have been. Are you? <laughs> I'm prepared this week, man. All right. I am, I'm, I'm going to sit up in my chair. And, and lose. Do you guys have anything to wrap up on that that story? That I have a shit ton to talk about, but I feel that's like a big story. What are we, we at right now already? For time. Well, we'll continue it on. I think we got a pretty good bonus episode there. No, I know, but what what time are we at right now? Uh, hour and seven minutes. Oh yeah, baby, yeah, we well, better let's, move on. Uh, bring her, bring her home, huh? We'll bring her home. We will uh, be right back with some trivia. Is that what we're doing next? Yep. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with trivia. It's time for trivia. 
All right, boys. Uh, this is probably Sean's most important week of his entire life. <laughs> Shit. You're screwed, this buddy. This could be the last week of trivia. It's going to be. Unfortunately, our Instagram post has not led us to a point to where we can challenge this. So there's no one that's been... I, actually, there's been like two people that are Team Ramsey. Like one that's Team Sean. What? Who's Team Sean? Yeah. I don't remember, but I know that uh, my girlfriend's family all are Team Ramsey. Yeah. Was this on an Instagram post? It was on Facebook. Facebook. Who's Team Sean? Hey, keep going. I can't remember. But regardless, uh, our little competition that was going to end in a giveaway is not going to be anything because Sean could potentially lose tonight, four weeks ahead of schedule. <laughs> so Ramsey, are are you bringing out your uh, all the all the ropes today? Lights out, buddy. You're trying lights to out. are you trying to end it right now? Oh yeah, it's lights out. There's Sean, no doubt. Sean, are you bringing out your A-game? Or are you feeling a little nervous? For sure am. He's nervous. He's shaking. So I, I want to tell you guys, shaking. I don't usually tell you the categories, but I want to let you know since the Super Bowl was a couple weeks ago and it's done, uh, NFL has been yanked. Hmm. Perfect. There are no sports questions this week. There's four categories about ducks and one about turkeys. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can go fuck yourself if that's true. Um, no. Uh, you guys ready to start? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are we going to... Are we rock, paper, scissors? tried and true, buddy. Let's get after it. Two out of three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we All go. Right, here go the out. boys go. Rock. Okay, ready? Yeah. Paper. Scissors. Tie. Ramsey's up one. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Tie game. Ah, let's go. Sean is the champion of... Rock, paper, I win trivia. Perfect. Let's roll the next week. All right. See you guys. Catch uh, you on the next one. You going first or second? Second. Okay. Ramsey, the category is fast food restaurants. Ooh. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What company? Jesus. Ooh, Are you rough. having a stroke? Dude, that, no, that wasn't <laughs> Is this number five? I want to know how to word this to make it sound right, but I'll just do it how they did it. What is Dunkin' Donuts' slogan? <clears throat> I think this is easier than you think it is. Sean's uh, got his phone in his hand. I'm not going to look it up. All right, 15 seconds. What is Dunkin' Donuts' slogan? Like, what would they say in their commercials at the very end? I don't know. Fresh made every day. That's that's incorrect. Sean? <sighs> what Dunkin' Donuts? Yes. What is Dunkin' Donuts slogan? As soon as you say it, I'm gonna remember it. Oh, it's, it's, to- it's uh, America runs on Dunkin'. Yeah. Sean got it. Good yeah. job, that, buddy. That is it. Woo-hoo! Sean is starting off. Alright, Sean is up one zero. Sean, here's your question. What ooh, that's way too hard. I can't do that one. How many ice cream flavors does Baskin Robbins have? You know this? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Twenty six. Ah, that's incorrect. Thirty one. Thirty one is correct. Wow, how do you know that? I had a friend that used to work there, so I ate there. You know what's sad? I love Baskin Robbins. Um, I've gone to Dairy Queen five million times more than I've been to Baskin Robbins. 
But I honestly like a Baskin Robbins waffle cone. I think is way more high quality. Oh, for sure. Way more high quality. Like, is there a Coldstone here? Yeah, yeah. there over, is. Over Coldstone. by Gable. Coldstone's good. All right. Well, we're up one to one. You guys ready for the next category? Yes, sir. We're on to TV trivia. Hmm. Ramsey, you were first. Yeah. Yeah. What does Michael Scott eat for lunch on The Office that makes him fall asleep? I hate myself right now for not knowing this. <laughs> All of my friends that are Shh. massive office buffs. <sighs> no hints. Can I get a clock, please? It's not a pot of can chili. I, can I get a clock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got 15 seconds on the clock. Five. I don't four. remember. I don't have an John? answer. Okay. Um, so let me word this like Jim Halpert. Uh, Michael ate a chicken pot pie. Let me let me rephrase that. Michael ate an entire chicken pot pie for lunch. Uh, if our judges would allow this, it's a whole chicken pot pie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, what a that was Sean's best trivia moment. But Sean's best trivia moment was right there. Oh, yeah. Two to one. All right, Sean. What is the name of Negan's bat on The Walking Dead? Oh shit! <laughs> Do you know this? No, I don't. Need, oh. Um, it's Heather. I don't know. No, Francine. No, <laughs> what is it? Lucille. Oh, I knew that. Actually, you guys want to hear the question I was going to ask you in the last one? That I thought was too hard. Sure. Uh, which fast food chain got its start in the shell in a shell gas station? Hardee's. No. Just give me an answer because we're going to move on. I don't know. Is it Arby's? KFC. Really? You would have thought KFC would have started like, because it's, you know, the Colonel. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next is. Is it two to one? John is up two to one. Yeah. This is popular people in history. Hmm. Okay. So for Ramsey, who was the wife of Prince Charles of Britain that died in a car accident in Paris, August 31st, 1997? Did you not pay attention in school? No. I don't know. Was it? No, that's who it is right now. I'm, I'm blanking on this one, too. You passing? Yeah. Sean? Would you like me to re ask the question? Mm-hmm. Who was the wife of Prince Charles of Britain that died in a car accident in Paris on August 31st, 1997? Mm. Princess. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Victoria, I don't know. No. What is it? Is it Diana. Yeah. It God is. damn it. Is it Diana? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sean's still two to one. Sean, here's your question. Okay. Who was a TV and movie star, governor of California from 1967 to 1974, and the U.S. president from 81 to 88? Oh, that um, that's a uh, uh, FDR. No. Oh no 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 no! Reagan. No! Yes, Reagan. Yes. <laughs> Damn it! I knew that. <laughs> uh, so three to two. Two to two. Two to two. 
Is that right? Yeah. Two, two. Son of a bitch. I knew wow. that. Wow. Those were good questions. Guys, my trivia skills are getting good. Where did is, you find this? It was in my pocket when I asked you for a knife earlier. I had one. I'm <laughs> proud of you guys for not completely, like, you did not know these. I, damn like, it. Princess Diana, that was pretty embarrassing, but you kind of, kind of recovered for yourself. Dude, I don't know why, but, like, I didn't think of the fact that you said Prince. So I was thinking queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'd have thought prince, as soon as he said princess, I knew it was Diana. Yeah, Sean really helped you. All right, so the next question is deer. Mm. This is category four. All right, what is a subspecies? Okay, this deer is a sub, the only subspecies of the white-tailed deer. It's smaller, and their big bucks average around 100 pounds. Ramsey? Is it the coos deer? It is the coos deer. Very good. Oh. Three to two. Sean? This deer, a subspecies of the mule deer, is its smaller relative. And there's two subspecies, but it's categories categorized into this one name. Is it the blacktail? It is the blacktail. Very good. I got some trivia boys in the house tonight. Very good. Tight so, game too. Just for just for a little bit of there are two different kinds of blacktail. There's Sitka. The, there's Sitka and then the British Columbia. Um Colombian black-tailed deer. So, very cool. Very cool. All right, last category, guys. This are we is tied gonna... right now? 3-3? Three, three? Oh, we are. Yeah. And our last category... Is ducks? Is music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good for me. Ramsey. Billy Joe Armstrong is the front man for which American rock band? Who? Oh, oh by the way, this is early 2000s music. Not to cater to Sean. Billy Joe Armstrong is the front man for which American rock band? Alternative rock band. Clock? 15 seconds. Early 2000s. Alternative rock band. Creed? No. Wait, say his name one more time. Billy Joe Armstrong. Is the front man for Ooh. which American rock band? Really? I'm sorry, but my win this week is a very green day. Oh, no. <laughs> he got you. He's up four to three, Ramsey. Yeah, but he, he. I guess the only way he can tie is if I get this one wrong and he Correct. gets it right. I guess. Correct. It's possible. We still have points on the board. Sean. Okay. To win your week and to get you back into the race, who performed at the 2001 VMAs with a python draped across her shoulders? Allison Chains. No. Her? Yes. This is, like I said, this is 2001 pop culture. Like, this doesn't have to be a rock band, even though I said it was. The last question was more rock. This is more. <clears throat> Who performed at the 2001 VMAs with a python draped across her shoulders? Was it Beyonce? No, it wasn't. It was Britney Spears. Mm. Mm. Sean, what a win. Fucking Way a, man. Comeback. Woo! Uh, if there's some, some Team Sean fans out there, this is an extraordinary moment. In so what is, that, what is that then? Um, four to two. Four to two. Four to two? Fucking A. No, it'd be uh, five to two. No, because... Oh, yeah, because six would win. Yeah, you're still down five to two. You have to sweep to stay on the board. Oh, wow. So, tough. Tough go, but you're back in the game, and we can stretch this out. I was going to start that 
uh, that uh, Green Day reference by I'm an American idiot. But I, you knew that from the beginning. Oh, for sure. I fucking love Green Day. I really, huge Green Day guy. Not to cater to Sean, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys went back and forth at the beginning. That was that was really good. So, all right. Well, we'll be back to close to finish up the episode with Sean's no shit or bullshit. Welcome back to Sean's no shit or bullshit. Hello, hello, hello. All right. So I really enjoyed last week's setup with six each. So I went back to it. And now we're doing eight each. Nah. <laughs> uh, actually, 16. Oh, um, <laughs> Sean's no shit or bullshit. It's now 45 minutes. <laughs> anyway, so we have six. Three truths, three lies. I need you guys this week, though, to actually do a rock, paper, scissors, or any sort of who goes first. I want to do something different than what you guys do. Okay. What do you want to do? I want to fuck pick a number. <laughs> pick a number between one and be ten. Two. Hang on. Let me pick a well, number. I'm good at one time as good as I once was. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to actually, hang on. Pick a Shut number up. between one and 30. I got my number. Go. 15. 21. Ramsey goes first. Was it 21? It was 22. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go with the old... Middle of the pack trick. Kind of like a Price is Right trick. Mm. You should have done 16. You probably hang the out only with Bob thing Barker a lot, up. don't you? I love Bob Barker. Yeah. Drew Carey can suck it. Yeah, Bob Barker has nothing on Happy Gilmore, though. Make sure to spay and neuter your pets, Sean. <laughs> All right, so Ramsey's up first. Make sure to or wait, no, Ramsey has the Bob choice. Barker, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey has a choice. You want to go first or second? That doesn't fucking make him go first. Matter, so. All what? right, you don't get to decide that. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? Let's do this. I'm gonna go, go through. Fine. I'm gonna go through all of since Riley's going first. I'm gonna go through all of Riley's first, and then switch to Ramsey yeah. instead of going back and I forth. Thought about that last. Okay, Riley, you're red die. Yeah, 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 The same molecule that makes chicken taste like chicken is also found in oysters. True. True. Up next, cotton candy was invented by a dentist. False. Following. A duck's quack does not echo. Trying to think of a lot of ducks that I've heard. False. So you have two falses and one true. Moving on to the next. By weight, bay leaves contain more caffeine than coffee beans. It is used in tea in Morocco. True. Two truths, two falses. Up next. A cloud can weigh over a million pounds. False. False. So you have to answer this next one's true unless you want to change up answers. You said false on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. There are more submarines in lakes than oceans right now. <laughs> because uh, uh, I'm going to have to go true. Okay. That convenes. I'm so excited. Ramsey. <laughs> Numero uno. 
The kneecap is the roundest part of the body. False. MRI scans of cats' brains prove that they sh they see humans as prey. False. False. On average, right-handed people live longer than left-handed people. True. Two falses, one true. Half of the water on Earth is older than the sun. True. Two trues, two falses. The only planet not in our solar system named after a god is Earth. There's that roulette board again. Hmm? So there's a roulette board again. <laughs> False. Okay. So you got three falses. So you have to answer this next one true. <coughs> you ready? Yeah. The toenail on your pinky toe is called the spungle. True. True. Everybody's satisfied with their answers. Yep. Now I'm going to change it up from last week. I'm going to go through and ask Riley your questions and you. His questions. His questions. Yeah. Okay. First one for Ramsey. You ready? We're going to fire off here. A duck's quack does not echo. False. False. The same molecule that makes chicken taste like chicken is in, is in also in oysters. True. True. Cotton candy was invented by dentist. True. By weight, bay leaves contain more caffeine. True. A cloud can weigh over a million pounds. True. That's three truths. Mm -hmm. No. What? You can't have three truths. Why? Because there's only three truths. Or that's that's that would be your fourth truth. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. Because you said I did two false. Did you just say false? No, you said same molecule from chickens. True. You said cotton candy. True. And then you said caffeine. True. So a cloud weighs a million pounds. You'd have to say false. But it's true. You. So you want to change one? Yeah. Which one? The same molecule one. Change that one to false. Yeah. There are more submarines and lakes than oceans. You have to put false. false. Okay. Riley. Bring it on. Half of the water on Earth is older than the sun. Um, true. True. MRI scans of cats show they see humans as prey. False. The only planet not in our solar system named after a god is Earth. False. The kneecap is the roundest part of the body. True. This On average, right-handed people live longer than <laughs> left-handed people. <laughs> Say it again. On average, right-handed people live longer than left-handed people. Uh, true. Last one. False. The toenail. You want to go false on that one? Yeah. Okay, you have to. Actually, switch those last two. You want to go true on this one? The Spelunka or whatever the Spongle. Spongle is. Spongle is false or true. True, 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 okay. true, 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 true,
So Ramsey actually You got one wrong. One. So two. Yeah, the half of the water on Earth is older than the sun. That is true. That was an easy one. MRI scans of cat's brains do hmm. not show. I, See, I got that right. You both got those right. You both you both got the last one right. The the kneecap uh, is uh, not the roundest part of the body. Ramsey got that right. Rather got that wrong. It's got to be the skull, dude. I, I don't know what it is. Or On average, right-handed people do live longer than left-handed people. So Riley got that wrong. You got that right. So Riley got four wrong. I got. And then the toenail is n on your pinky is not called the spungle. So you're both got that wrong. What the fuck is a spungle then? I don't know. You I, can't work that that I did. <laughs> anyway, Ramsey got four out of four six. Out of six. And I got two out of six. Riley. And Ramsey. A duck's quack does not echo. Or it does echo. Or right. wait. Sorry. No, you're both right. I, I was trying to say that it echoes. Yeah, it, it does. Okay. It's a sound just because it's a different sound. Actually, I have to double check that one. Anyway. We'll go with it. The now. same molecule in chicken. Riley got that one wrong. That is made up. Ramsey got it right. Glad I changed those. I'm just going to start this by Riley got all of them wrong. <laughs> No, I okay, fucking, I he was 0 for 6. <laughs> I suck it. I got 2 out of 12. What was I on his? Uh, let's finish here. Cotton candy was invented by a dentist. So, Ramsey got that one right. <laughs> Bradley got that one wrong. Uh, by weight, bay leaves. That one is totally fucking false. You got that one wrong. Um, a cloud can weigh over a million pounds. I knew that. You got that right. Bradley got that wrong. There are more submarines. Show me a fucking million pound cloud and I'll show you. A there are more guy. submarines and lakes than oceans. Is that true? Is that true or false, Sean? It is. I... <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. What in fucking malarkey it's, uh, is going it's on? It's false. Here? It's false. It's false. Riley got that wrong. Ramsey got that right. <laughs> did I go 8 for 8 for 12? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Ramsey is Here's now. Here's how I like it. Here's how I like it. I think it's four. Things. Is it four to one or three it's to one? It, three to one. It's zero. He is not one. No, or time. sorry. Sorry. No. Three on one. It's three oh and one. Yeah. Because he tied. I suck at this, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's how I look at things. I didn't get zero right. I got two right. So that's a win for me. Yeah, you got two out of two out of uh, 12. twelve. Ramsey got eight. So I, I'm starting, no, Ramsey got six. I'm starting you, to you be as two on. Uh, how will we let Ramsey destroy us in every segment on this channel? This is really getting five out of and hand. two on trivia. Yeah, he and he beat us in poker the other night. Uh, that is true. Well, boys, on to the next, I suppose. All right, we'll be right back. All righty, we're back. We're going to cover a couple little things here, and then I think we're going to wrap it up. What do you think, boys? Sounds good to me. Um, so, as always, well, I guess not always because this is only running until the 18th. Make sure that you guys check out, if you're in-state residents that do some hunting, check out our giveaway, our turkey hunt. We're still running tickets. We'll probably be running until the day that we run out of them. It's not really a giveaway. It's a raffle. Well, it's a giveaway of sorts. It's a, you know. For that price, it's giving it away. Yeah. So, um, make sure to check out our raffle. It's still going. Twenty-five dollars for a single ticket. Hundred for five tickets. Um, get yourself the chance to win yourself a guided hunt in Montana. So for Montana residents, absolutely. Um, any other housekeeping stuff we have, guys? 
If you haven't listened to the last week's episode, it's phenomenal. One of our favorite episodes so far. Um, you'll be able to check out the video version soon, right, Ramsey? The video version should be more, more like a hot takes, is not the full feature. Yeah, that's kind of what we've decided. Is like our videos for now are going to be more of a like a, a compilation of like good clips and points from the video, rather than making people watch an hour and forty five minute video. Um, but you still get to you know see the video portion, which a lot of people enjoy. So that'll be out soon. Um, so make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Bull Mountain Brothers. Um, Ramsey's about got our Instagram over a hundred followers which is a small, small milestone. Um, you can follow us there at, at Bull MTN Brothers. And then what's another, uh, what's, what else happened cool in our social media this week? Uh, TikTok hit 11K views. One TikTok. One TikTok. Uh, there will be a poll on Instagram coming up this week. I swear, of- I swear to God. <laughs> Whether or not our followers think that Riley looks like Chumley or not. <laughs> so stay tuned. I'm so tempted to just shave all my facial hair off, but I think that maybe I already worse. have the picture, so I mean, that may be worse, and I may not be allowed within like a hundred feet of a school <laughs> or a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> or a pawn shop. <laughs> oh my god! Just... Did you say a pawn shop? <laughs> But uh, as always, we thank everyone for their continued support of the company. Um, we're having a blast. We're hoping you are too. Apparel and hats should be rolling down the line here soon. Merchandise should be here any day. You can um, buy those on the website or if you know us, get a hold of us. Yeah. When Limited when supply. One time when only. they drop and they there will be a, a a social media post about when those will drop. Yeah, I think we'll have Sean do that one probably. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have a sick, sick we're gonna have day. a sicky TikTok oh, sick Sean just modeling our hats. I, I will. I wish you had some tits. It'd be a lot easier to sell hats, but wow, <laughs> just that kidding. was uh, very um, that was vulgar. That was you're done for the night. Very sexist. <laughs> getting tired. I'm sorry, but uh, we yeah we'll, we'll if you guys want hats. Oh, ice fishing this weekend, so we should oh, have yeah. some content. We're, for we're you going guys. ice fishing this weekend for. Yeah. Only because it was like negative 40 for like three days. Yeah. We didn't think we were going to be able to get to go, and, and here we are. So, yeah, ice fishing this weekend, and then Ramsey and I. And had you know what? I think it's worthy of a YouTube video. Yeah. Maybe we even, maybe even go live on the TikTok for a little bit. Maybe. That'd be sick, too. Yeah. Some live action. Yee! Oh, that might be. But if you want to know when this stuff is, <laughs> if you, you want to, if you guys want to be able to. Check us out and what we're doing. Make sure to follow our socials for the the content that we provide that day. So absolutely, yeah. Stay tuned. You guys, well, got anything uh, else? No, I don't think that about does it. Peter Patter. It was uh, good to be back in the studio with just the boys, um, but it was a good one. And we'll uh, see you guys next week before Ramsey and I head on our steelhead trip. Catch you on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Uh, beat All into right. it. <laughs> Take care. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Make sure to download and listen to the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. You can catch us on Spotify and Apple Music. Don't forget to check us out on social media for more daily content. Links in the description.